Welcome to Conversations from the Edge of Consciousness. I'm your host, Christine Madeira. For me, and possibly for you, the inner world of consciousness has always been much more real and way more fun than the so-called real material world. Growing up, I thought I was alone in this, but I'm not. There are a lot of us, and far too many have no one to talk to who shares this experience. I've been lucky to cultivate a community of friends who love to talk about the energies, ideas, and vibrations that are pushing the edges of our own consciousness, as well as our collective consciousness. In Conversations from the Edge, we share our conversations with you. Welcome to Conversations from the Edge. This is your host, Christine Madeira, and we are back today with Claudia Navone. So Claudia Navone started her career as a ballerina and then became a fashion editor and director of publications like Elle and Harper's Bazaar. In a powerful spiritual awakening in 2006, really awakened her to her own spiritual path. And she discusses this and outlines it in her novel, The Shapeshifter, A Tale from Glitter to Light. Claudia is also a mentor and teacher of the Divine University and will soon be launching a new spiritual platform called In Spirit. Claudia has a column in Thrive Global called Simply Consciousness, where she discusses the mechanisms of consciousness to help readers increase awareness and self-realization. And she also interviews some really great people like Craig Braden, who I really love and admire. So welcome, Claudia. It's nice to have you back. Thank you so much. It's great to be back, Christine. Thank you. You're very welcome. So is there anything that I left out of your introduction that you would like people to know about? (laughs) No, I think the introduction was wonderful. Thank you. Um, Well, when you are working with spirit, the limit doesn't exist. Um, (laughs) But but that was, in a nutshell, that was me. In a, in a small nutshell yes <laughs> yes I know well you can't go with everything that you've done it would take my entire podcast to, to talk about that so we'll do it but we're going to let people know a little bit more about you today especially in the area of consciousness which is a topic that you obviously write about and think about and you teach consciousness and consciousness is really a driving factor for me and it has been kind of the forefront of my entire life And there's a lot of different definitions and ideas and vocabulary, things around consciousness, because it's used to describe some very different phenomena. But how do you describe consciousness? What is that to you? To me, I'm going to actually, I'm going to read what I wrote in the introduction from my article on consciousness on Thrive global because I put it in a very succinct way which I think is good so consciousness is different from the intelligence of our mind it is much more vast multi-dimensional in nature and encompasses all the knowledge and wisdom that our souls collected across many different experiences in our numerous lifetimes. Consciousness is the spiritual intelligence that needs to be exercised once we are back in a physical body in order to grow and expand 
as much as our physical body if we wish to have a fit figure or our brain if we wish to evolve mentally. So it's not an elusive phenomenon. It is very real and influences us in the positive and equally in the negative. We are consciousness beyond our thoughts and feelings. And we all have so much more consciousness than meets the eyes. We may call this vaster, more expanded awareness, high consciousness or super consciousness. We all possess it, but we simply forgot how to access it. So basically, that's the spiritual path. When you are starting to open yourself up to this higher consciousness, because so what can I say in a few words? Because this consciousness is encompassing all these eternal lifetimes that we have been having, you know, that are forming the evolution of our souls, we also have many memories. And are the memories that are forming the negative memories that we may have that are forming the negative mechanism of our consciousness that are forming our belief systems, mm -hmm. that are forming our limitation, our illusions, because our consciousness is unlimited and goes into the, you know, the great higher consciousness and the oneness of everything that there is. So this is what our consciousness truly is, is oneness. And it's not simply what, what our mind is and representing us here you know, here on, on, on this planet. So when you are awakening, when you are starting to remember, you are beginning also to tap into this much more expanded consciousness that we all have. Mm -hmm. But we have to relearn how to connect with it, how to open ourselves to it again. And we also need to begin to exfoliate ourselves from all these veils that are not letting us go connect directly with our higher consciousness, which is all of these memories, all of these triggers that we may have, all of these illusions that we may really believe in. So that's the journey. Then we're starting to go on the journey of clearing our consciousness. But saying all of this, Christine, is very important to understand we have a lower consciousness, we have a higher consciousness, but they're both divine. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so we cannot begin to put us down because you know, we have to clear ourselves and because we have a lower consciousness, it's all divine, it's just part of all of our learnings when we're coming here. Well, and I think, you know, that really touches at the core of the human experience and kind of the spiritual evolution that we're in 
is oftentimes when we begin to tap into these other, this higher level consciousness or the ideas that we have a higher level consciousness, we begin to reject and make wrong and vilify the other programs that are running, the lower consciousness programs that are running based on fear and anger, resentment, betrayal, those kinds of things, old habits, old patterns, and you know, start saying that they're wrong as I'm moving into this other realm that I think is more right. And that, that willingness and ability to allow all of it to be what it is and to work with it as something that's not right or wrong or good or bad, but it's simply part of the whole can take a lot of the struggle out of growth because we don't have to make who we are at the lower consciousness level wrong in order to expand into this higher level consciousness. And that wrongness takes up a lot of energy. So for me, it's, you know, a lot of it is accepting the lower parts of consciousness and evolving them without, you know, the inner fighting of uh, making the old stuff wrong. Exactly. It's about transformation. We are mm-hmm. transforming our lower consciousness. That's what we're doing. We're not kicking it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we're not cutting it off ourselves. Because when we are in the lower consciousness, all the teachings are coming to us mm-hmm. so that we may evolve. So it is part of a path. We cannot go immediately high if we are not taking every steps and Mm -hmm. going up one level after the other level. And also with the light, we are developing the love and the compassion. We have Mm -hmm. to have plenty of compassion, firstly, towards ourselves. We're not meant to be perfect, but also, Christine, The spiritual path, it's not a path of perfection. It's Mm -hmm. a path of learnings. That's what it is. Yes, that's very true. It will always be a path of learning. It doesn't matter how much we learn. It doesn't matter how much we are evolving, um, you know, on our path towards enlightenment. There will always be lessons to be learned. So, you know, it's a question of being humble as well and uh, recognizing uh, I am learning. I Mm -hmm. am transforming myself. I am learning. I can't be harsh with myself and I can't be harsh to anyone around me, especially if they're not awakened. It is not their path this lifetime and we cannot judge anyone or believe in any way that we are spiritually superior. The big trap. Spiritual people then, you know, have this illusion that they are spiritual superiors to Mm -hmm. others. This is completely wrong because not, is not everyone's time maybe in this lifetime to awaken and evolve in this way and that it's all divinely perfect so who are we to judge others it's not very spiritual you know no. to do that. 
<laughs> well, I was going to say a similar thing because you know, one of some of the qualities of uh, of a lower consciousness that that we experience at the human level is you know polarity, the us and the them, the right and the wrong, the good and the bad. And if you are evolving with higher concepts and and higher consciousness without resolving those things and bringing them toward a higher level of understanding, because in the lower consciousness everything is a is an either or. You know, it's this or that, me or you, us or them, good or bad. And in as you move into higher levels of consciousness, you move from that division or polarity toward the unity. And you can be in that kind of both and place that, oh, okay, I can see the division within myself and love myself at the same time. I can work with my old patterns of shame and guilt and be in love and transformation at the same time. You know, I can accept this person and this other person who have diametrically opposed views. And even though they're diametrically opposed to me, I can love them as the oneness because we are one at this higher level. Even at the, at the lower level, we've learned that we're separate and different. So when you move, when you expand without without shifting that lower level, I think that's where people who are, who are coming from this place of spiritual superiority. It's like, well, I believe in all is one and love and you're not acting that way, so you're wrong. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> that is immediately a, a signal of separation. It you, is. Yes, yeah. and, and also where is the compassion? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it's a journey of becoming aware uh, becoming conscious, becoming aware, and it takes time. If I look back to my own journey, and I'm always on a journey now, mm -hmm. even obviously, I mean, to, you know, to a different level, but how long did it take me to accept and understand certain things, certain mechanism within my own consciousness? Believe me, mm -hmm one day or one month it took me years you know so where is my patient then where is my awareness if I don't understand someone that has not done that journey and it's still in those illusions but I need to give them all of my compassion I don't need to judge them you see mm -hmm. and that, that's when you know, you are going back to square one and, uh, and you enter separation immediately. Yeah, it's a big sign within yourself if you're in that us and them kind of separation or the polarity separation that you've fallen out of the higher levels of consciousness, even if you're being separate about like spiritual principles, like that's still separation. Yeah. It's just separation about something entirely different than what you might have been separate yeah. before. And I received some big lessons, especially in the beginning, because in the beginning, you know, when you're beginning to awaken and you start mm -hmm. to do everything, you know, maybe you are a little bit full of yourself, you know, or, <laughs> you know, like, oh, my God, this is incredible, you know, and yeah. then maybe for one second, you do believe that you must be a bit special, but it's not, the, it's not like that at all. It was just my time to awaken that's all mm -hmm. so consciousness is is is, is teaching us uh, um 
every day all of those things and and to become aware of even the most subtle mechanisms of our own consciousness mm-hmm. um, is what will make us grow basically well so what are some of the mechanisms because these are really invisible to people some of the mechanisms of lower consciousness that and, and then the kind of the corresponding or the transformed version in higher consciousness. Let's speak about being empowered, for example. No, mm-hmm. so you, you know, the ones who are going, let's say, on the spiritual path, uh, you are learning a lot about empowering yourself mm-hmm. and empowering yourself in a spiritual way has nothing to do with the notion of what power means mm-hmm. uh, in 3D levels in humanity. Yes. Empowering yourself uh, is becoming truly conscious and mm-hmm. understanding how everything works so that uh, you are out of illusions. That is the, emp- you know, the empowering of, of ourselves. But let's say that uh, I might have experienced before the opposite, giving my power away. Many people mm-hmm. are giving their power away. Many people are licking their own energies and giving their power away because maybe they feel they, they feel smaller mm-hmm. they don't feel as equal as others they are comparing themselves to others so comparing yourself to another it's mm-hmm. something that in humanity in 3d is happening big time yes it's so easy so easy to fall into that seed of unawareness where you are looking at someone else and you are comparing yourself to another. So this is like a typical mechanism of consciousness that many, many people are suffering of. So what I may say about this, it's that if you have a tendency, speaking generally, if you mm-hmm. have a tendency of comparing yourself to another, you are really not paying attention to your highest potential. You are not aware that you have a very unique light, that you have your own unique gifts. You don't believe in that or you are lacking of awareness in that. Mm -hmm. And so all what you do is to go not within you, which is what you should do, but you go out and you forget about your true nature and you are just looking out comparing yourself, comparing yourself, measuring everything. Mm -hmm. But love, light, power of creation, everything that everyone has within, you cannot compare that. You cannot measure that. Everybody's truly unique. But Mm -hmm. you may have the memories, you see, the memories that you've been put down, maybe 
not so much in this lifetime, but in other lifetime, you've been put down a lot. So you lost your sense of self. So when you are comparing yourself to many others, you are losing your sense of self, which mm -hmm. is very important, but not in an egotistical way, in a way that uh, everybody's gifted in a way that everyone has light, in a way that everyone has love within themselves. Um, but you don't believe in that anymore because the memories are obstructing your own truth. And so this is all the mechanism of the consciousness, all the triggers, you know, like you're looking at someone else and is doing better than you, or you believe so in a superficial way, because this is all superficial, <laughs> or they have more followers than you have in Instagram. I mean, something really silly, but, you know, all of these kind of things, they've got better clothes, they've got a bigger house, you know, it doesn't matter. And so you're comparing and comparing, but it's all superficial. That person may be that person that you wish to be or that you are comparing yourself to might be so unhappy. I mean, you don't know. Do you know what he means? So yeah. it's all based on the surface and on the triggers of the memories that are still circulating in your lower consciousness was not being transformed yet and that limits your consciousness, they limit your highest potential, you are limited in that through this illusion of comparing yourself with others. Does it make sense? Oh, yeah. And comparison is one of those toxic habits that we have. And, and coming back for a moment to empowerment, let's see, how do I describe it? So there's a way that I've, I've thought about that place of comparison, that place of polarity, and the values within those versus the unified value, like the lower consciousness paradigm versus the higher consciousness unification. So for me, if I think about like a triangle and it's a triangle of power on one side of the bottom of the triangle is disempowerment. So you feel powerless, you feel like, you know, you've given your power away, um, that kind of thing. And on the other side of that is when you use your power over somebody. So that's a whole continuum of the, of the lower consciousness use of power. And if you're operating anywhere in that continuum, whether you're lost power, you've given it away, you're using your power over somebody else, or you're using your power in a way that infringes upon other people or that is egotistical, like that's all along that lower part of the paradigm. So you can identify that fairly easily. And when you move to the top of that triangle, that's the like the unified principle like of empowerment, where you are empowered in a way that you're holding on to all of your own power, using it in a way that's aligned with integrity and love and you know your divine consciousness without infringing upon other people. It's that higher expression. So I always think of it in terms of like the two polar opposites of the lower expression and how is it unified in the higher expression as a way to say, oh, where am I in this? So you can use it with power. You can use it with all kinds of different values, um, yeah. love and everything else. But I, it was a kind of a shorthand for me to figure it out in the beginning. Yes, the, the real power is into the unification yes. 
of all these different parts of our consciousness because we are made of so many different parts of our consciousness and when you're starting to clear clear them and they ascend into the light then you are beginning this huge unification of consciousness within yourself and that is your real spiritual power because you are becoming one within yourself and that gives you this incredible also stability of connection with your higher consciousness where you can receive all this amazing clarity and guidance mm-hmm. about that that it's amazing uh, talking of spiritual power when you are able to have a very clear guidance and you know exactly what you know where you're going basically and what mm-hmm. needs to be done and you don't spend any more time doubting also a different form of spiritual power and also sovereignty you have sovereignty on your own being and you can read the worst news in the internet about what's going on in the world but you don't get affected by that Mm -hmm. because that is in 3d you know and you've got this huge sovereignty over your own being and you know better basically you know and you go over and through you know you're you're not affected by these collective fears um anymore so um yeah so the spiritual power it's it's a very unique kind of 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 power that is regarding only ourselves it's nothing to do mm-hmm. with using power on other people, you know, like the idea of power. The spiritual power is, it's our own power, which is always based on love, light, and the power of creation. That's what it is. And it's nothing to do with another being. It's ours. Power is kind of the journey that we're on. Um, in many ways that we are learning to not only become empowered, but how to use that power in a way that's aligned with our highest consciousness. There is only one way to how we can use that power and is with love. And love is another one of those things, though. We have to understand what love is mm-hmm. in order to use power and aligned with love because the 3D love, lower love, I mean, a lot of times it's about possession. It's about control. It's about making decisions for somebody else based on what you think is the best for them or about wanting somebody like the romantic love of wanting somebody for yourself. There's a lot of low vibrational love stuff as well. So being able to use our divine power in harmony with divine love, we need to transcend both of those in order to be able to really use that power in a highly aligned way. Yeah, and I have to confess, he took me a while to understand what love really is because obviously for many many years for me love was especially the romantic love you know Mm -hmm. and all these love stories and that for me was love and uh, and so um, probably the biggest journey I've been on is a journey of love and and Mm -hmm. discovering as you said what is the universal divine meaning of love which is an energy in which there is no separation there is no mm-hmm. separation in which you can merge your field 
with anyone's field and you don't feel any difference in the energy so when you feel that your energy and the other people's energy they're all blend into one energy in which there is no separation that mm -hmm. is what love is and it takes a while to you know learn it practice it Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a whole journey, this. It the, is, yeah. The journey of, of love. So I, I can tell you, I am very much on this journey of, 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 of love. And I have much more to embody. For me, power is easier and light is easier. And mm -hmm. love is what I'm working at every single day of my life and and everybody around me around us they're all teachers of love like members of my own family oh my god they're mm -hmm. the best teachers of love you know well and I think everybody probably has their primary avenue of that journey because for me love is easier power is harder like, <laughs> power oh, <yeah>. and empowerment <laughs> and authority <laughs> and sovereignty and all of those things that go around yeah. power like that's been the harder journey for me love oh, was yeah. you know love's been a journey but it's it's one that is like the, it's a journey that's kind of taking care of itself where wow. power's been the journey of struggle yeah and so i think probably everybody if you and it may not be love or power it could be something entirely different yeah. But, you know, like Rumi says, it's like your primary wound that you can open up to the divine. I, he did not say it that way, but it's something along those lines that whatever it is, it's your primary area of struggle is your primary area of growth and of expanding consciousness. And the other things will come along as long as you're attentive to them. You don't have to, you know, radically look at every single thing at the same time. If you follow that one path, that one path will, will help carry everything forward into higher consciousness. I tell you also something else. This mm. very, very deep wound, one is the deep wound of love, one mm -hmm. is the deep wound of light, one of, is the deep wound of power. Mm -hmm. Those three deep wounds are not just personal, yeah. uh, collective. Yes. Because that is what happened in the very old time of the ancient civilization of light. The fall of each one of these civilizations caused one of those super deep wounds for the collective of humanity. Mm. And then each one of us, this is my next book in a few oh, words. Good. It's much more than that, but it's... Uh, that is the inspiration of, of mm -hmm. this book that I started to write just now. It's coming from all these deep wounds and how we are, you know, going to heal them and, uh, yeah, and, 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 and all of that. And, for example, yeah, my deep wound was the disconnection from my mm -hmm. heart, so from, mm -hmm. from love. But we all have different ones, as you said, you know? Yeah. So, I want you to know yours is from ancient Egypt because that oh, was really? the of power. You must have had some amazing, powerful uh, life in Egypt. Mm -hmm. okay. like, and, and that is when you have been experiencing this disconnection from your own power. Like my wound is coming mm -hmm. from Lemuria. 
because there was the big disconnection from love. Interesting. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And, and this is affecting us personally, but the memory of these are completely woven into Gaia's body mm-hmm. and also into our DNA. And so that's why there are such strong memories about this and the suffering that we are experiencing um, about this. But obviously everything is energy. So mm-hmm. we are transforming ourselves. I am healing my wound of love and you will heal your wound of power and we can all heal our very profound wounds. And the great things is that you know, to be able to be aware that you have that wound because Mm -hmm. you have a lack of awareness about something is really wrong with you, but you don't really know what it is, then it's harder for anybody to heal from something that they don't understand that they have deeply within themselves. But to just know the wound that you have is the very first step towards healing it, basically. So when I was a hypnotherapist and I did some past life regressions and, and I do some of those types of things, but a lot of people aren't into that. And if you told them something like, oh, your wound was from ancient Egypt, they won't, you know, it's like, ah, I just dismiss that. But from my experience, you, you know, that wound is activated in your current life. And so if you can heal that wound, even if you're not going to do anything, you know, in the past, if you can heal that wound in your current life, it heals the wound through your whole consciousness. If you are starting to realize that you have one of these wounds, well, all that you have to do is to look in in your reality. What Mm -hmm. does not flow in your reality? Because that is just there in front of you. What Mm -hmm. does? not work in your reality and then you will know which wound you have if you feel disempowered is the loss of power if you like you're not open to love you've got a very closed heart if you are mm-hmm. in fear of opening up to love to receive love then you know that you are wounded in you know in the loss of love basically and if you're very feel so limited in your consciousness uh, and you have great difficulties in opening yourself consciously, probably you have a loss of light. That was the wound caused by the fall of Atlantis. Was and the fall of Atlantis. Okay. Interesting. So can you, because love and power are things that we experience on a, a daily basis and we kind of have a, a paradigm for those, but can you talk a little bit more about the loss of light and how that has affected us um, as a human collective and how it might affect us personally in our consciousness. Yeah, light is consciousness. (laughs) That's what it is. Oh, okay, all right. (laughs) It's very clear that, uh, you know, the humanity, uh, you know, after the fall of the advanced civilization of light, what really receded was consciousness. Because Mm -hmm. everybody is connected from their higher consciousness. And and so that was a big thing, you know. Um, 
not to be connected with your higher consciousness anymore because that's what light is. Light is consciousness. We are linked to everything and everyone else in this mm -hmm. world universe through invisible rays of light. Yes. So because there is this exchange of consciousness mm -hmm. between you and another human being, between you and plants, between you and animals, between you and crystal, between you and the moon, the star, the cosmos, between you and the earth. It's a continuous exchange of consciousness. And that is what light is. Light is pure consciousness. So somebody who has their primary wound as the wound of light is somebody who's has kind of closed hearted to opening up to these this the possibility that we're all connected. Yes. And that there's yeah. something more. And okay. He, all right. Probably he will hate, he will not believe in anything. He will not okay. believe in God. He will not believe in absolutely anything because he suffered of this huge disconnection. And so there is no God for him. There is no, um, nothing, no spirituality. He will not believe in spirituality at all. You know, he will not believe in anything that is, that is not material, basically. He will not believe in anything spiritual. Someone okay. had this huge disconnection. Well, there's quite a bit of that energy in the world now that you've defined it for me. And so once people kind of, can tap into and tell which of their wounds is their major, like their primary wound, what are some ideas that you have that they can do to begin to heal that wound? They will have to begin to understand that they are not just a physical body, firstly, as well. Mm -hmm. That there is all this consciousness, huh? and that they need to clear their consciousness because it's through the clearing of the consciousness that then you can really truly heal the wound as well. So it is a bit of a process, but you know, the opening up of the heart and the mm -hmm. forgiving, the forgiving of themselves, the forgiving, the forgiving others, forgiving themselves and opening themselves more to love will mm -hmm. serve help them to go on the path of, of healing this, this wound um, within themselves. For me, it's all about receiving high frequencies of light to help you to do that in an accelerated way. Uh, it's all about switching on, learning how to switch on your own light. I think I mm -hmm. spoke about this before. Yes. You know, I mean, depending uh, how fast do you want to be with this? Do you want to accelerate your process, uh, which maybe it is a good idea because then you want to spend time living a lovely reality and not living in a reality which is affected by your wounds. To begin to do spiritual practice, it's very good for that. Yeah, um, that, that coming into the unity, like becoming like what you were saying, through forgiveness practice and other things coming into unification with yourself and allowing 
and loving your whole being can can go a long way into helping you be unified on these other planes or in these other areas. And the other thing that I heard you say in there is, you know, when you were healing the heart, which was your primary wound, one of the other things that you did was to amplify your light. And so I know for me, one of the ways that I've really worked with power is to amplify love because that was easier for me. So maybe if people can identify their wound and then there's these other two, well, which, which of these other two is easier for you or something that you can do? Like if, if you can amplify light and there's no resistance to that or not much resistance to that, that might help your core wounds and the other ones um, that you have. What is really important is to achieve balance of love and light. Mm -hmm. Because, see, we all have an eternal flame. This is part of our energy body. We all have this incredible eternal flame, which is real. It does exist in our energy body and is right there at the base of our heart chakra. And this flame is, is a three-folded flame. It's pink on the left. It's our feminine side. And the pink flame is our own very flame of love. It's blue on the right, which is our masculine side. And that is our own flame of spiritual truth, of light. And those two flames together are forming the golden flame in the middle, which is the flame of our spiritual power, which is our incredible power of creation. And this is something I learned through studying at the Divine University. And this flame now is burning so bright in my heart chakra that when it's fully activated, I can feel the heat of it physically, physically. Wow, okay. And, uh, and this eternal flame is what is bridging us back to our soul directly. This is why it's the eternal flame. It doesn't, become, it doesn't belong to our physical body, it belongs to our body of light to our energy body and we have been carrying this flame with us through our soul journey eternally and when you are awakening away you know again and you are becoming aware of this flame you can start to activate it again mm -hmm. and that is a real important part that we need to learn to switch on every day there are many ancient paintings of the Christ, for example, mm -hmm. where you can see this flame, but he had this flame right. in his heart. Yeah. But what the Catholic Church never told us is that that flame is burning in each one of our heart. And there is so much that you can do with this flame. And obviously this is all part of, of, of a particular you know, training. Um, but this flame has a lot to do with healing yourself, basically. You know, you can do a lot through just this flame, which is... Yeah, even just visualizing that on a daily mm -hmm. basis and allowing the energy yes. to flow through yes. is it's... a way to begin to use that flame to heal. Yeah. And Excellent. because I've been learning uh, um, with the Divine University, which I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you actually the... 
the the website um, okay the link of the website so people can go and have a look as well but really the most amazing things that i've been learning through the divine university is the energy science of our energy body and every how everything works in our energy body and is that that is being given me this incredible stability of connection with our uh, higher consciousness and okay. this incredible clarity in the guidance in my channeling and blah 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 and and, and all the rest you know and uh, and but we all have it we just need to know it and to start to meditate upon it as you said visualize just knowing now that you have this flame and visualizing this flame every day switching it on and make it grow and grow and grow within you will give you a very different experience of your day if you do it first things in the morning and you okay. make it part of your own meditation you know and suddenly you go to this flame and you switch it on and then you see you'll have an amazing quality of the day with time when you're practicing on that. All right. Well, that gives people a good place to start. And I think that we'll have to have another conversation about the energy body and how it works. So I'm looking forward to talking more about that. Can you give people the website address and anything else you want to let them know before we wrap this up? And we'll have some interesting topics to address in our next conversation. Yes, so the website of the Divine University is going to change soon, but at the moment you can find it under the Sirius Library. Sirius as in Sirius the Star. The SiriusLibrary.com. And that will bring you into the world of the, of the divine university. And also there are a lot of things for free that the divine university is giving to everyone. And every month there is an energy body upgrade that is for free. So all what you need to do is to become a member for free. And then you receive a lot of amazing things uh, from, from that. And all this chamber that can be grounded around you at night uh, um, where angels and archangels are uh, coming to you and working on you and clearing you, expanding you. It's a very magical world, the world of the divine university. And we are all very grateful in there that we, to have this incredible contact with the family of light, basically, like a Excellent. first direct contact with the, with the family of light. I will add that link to the links I have for you. So wherever you're accessing this podcast, you should be able to access those links, or you can find everything at conversationsfromtheedge.net. That's conversationsfromtheedge.net. And uh, you can find all of the links and all of our podcasts there. Thank you so much, Claudia. It's been great talking with you and I'm looking forward to our next conversation. Well, thank you so much, Christine. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is your host, Christine Madeira. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation from the edge of consciousness. You can find all our conversations at conversationsfromtheedge.net. 
You'll also find links to schedule a private conversation with me or any of my friends, as well as tools to help you expand your own consciousness and explore what's possible for you outside the boundaries of your current perceptions. Feel free to use this podcast to start your own conversation by sharing it with friends, on social media, in your blog, or even in your own podcast. And as always, live the adventure of pushing your own edge. It's the most amazing adventure there is.